Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you are looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. Sometimes when we're working on something and we can't get to where we need to be, we call it hitting the ceiling. Other times when we need to get somewhere, there's a 12-step plan. All right, so those two references, hitting the ceiling, 12-step plan, there's a reason why I use those two. Um, Whenever we start something out, we're never that good at it. And yes, there are some people that just have that natural talent and things come easy. Uh, other people have to really work hard. I mean, you get the the people that just in school that they just remember everything and math comes easy to them. Other people struggle with it. I mean, sports-wise, there's people that are just physically gifted athletically and can run and run and run and never get tired. Uh, when I coached high school baseball, I had two kids that were very good pitchers. Both of them were good. And one of them had a rubber arm. He can throw 100 pitches on Monday and be ready to go Tuesday and then throw a little for us on Wednesday. We're at another one that if he hit that 25 to 30 pitch threshold on Monday, I knew he wasn't good till at least Thursday, if not Friday. Didn't mean one was any good and one was bad or one was better than the other. They just worked in different ways. And that's the thing with everything. So the references that I, I put out there, the the 12 and the hitting the ceiling are both based on my sons in regards to archery. Uh, so Dylan, my younger son, in his first tournament, so we're going back in eight, nine years at this point. So he was in roughly six or seven years old when he started. Um, he shoots Olympic recurve now. At that time, he was just shooting a traditional recurve, shooting it left-handed at that time because it looked like he was going to shoot lefty. His first tournament... And I can't remember if it was a 450 round or a 600 round, which 450 and 600 would indicate the score of a perfect score if you hit tens every time. So out of a possible 600 points, he scored 12. So if he hit the bullseye on one shot and got 10 points and then hit a two, that means he missed 58 out of 60 shots. Or if he hit hit a one... 12 times and he still had 48 misses and that's where he started at we were at a tournament um whatever state you're in you have what's called your state games in connecticut we have our nutmeg state games in massachusetts it's the bay state games the empire state games in new york the garden state games in new jersey and so on and if you place in the previous two years in your state games. So if you come in first, second, or third, you can then go to the state games of America. So I was shooting in state games of America. It's a full feed around. Um, my kids were there. Everyone was there. And the guy that was on my bail with me at the half, and this was his first tournament ever because it was also the local state tournament, so he was able to shoot in. So his first tournament ever, we are at the half, and he had 12 points. Now, this is an outdoor shoot, so he's shooting a bow 90 meters and then shooting 70 meters and then 50 meters. So after shooting 90 meters and so 70 meters is 76 and a half yards. And if you still can't picture it and you're a football fan, put the target on the 25 yard line and stand in the far end zone. That's how far they shoot in the Olympics. So just to give you a reference, a little more appreciation on the sport, that's the distance that they shoot. So we had to shoot 90 meters. So you're talking pretty much putting it on the back of the end zone and standing in almost the back of the other end zone to get that distance. So again, halfway through, 
and on the first day, shooting 90 meters, shooting 70 meters, he had 12 points. I called Dylan over. I said, Dylan, what's your score today? And whatever number he threw out there, I don't know, ah, 279. I said, what was your first score in your first tournament ever? He goes, a 12. And I look at the guy, and he was an older gentleman, and he just smiled. He's like, thanks, I needed that. And it was just showing that this kid started at a 12, and now he's shooting in the 200s. And, and again, he's increased as he's gone up. So the hitting the ceiling. My older son, Brian, we had been to the NFAA Indoor Nationals down in Cincinnati, and now it's host back in Louisville. And he's had five attempts. So he had his first attempt as a Cub where he shot at 10 yards, and he came in second place. Shot well, handled himself well. I was surprised because he's very competitive. Um, we went back the next year where he had to shoot at 20 yards because he was up in age group. And uh, he had a rough time, didn't place at all. Um, went again, um, trying to remember what year it was. But then there was another year where he came in third place in the in the young adult age group, which is the, the last age group of the youth categories. And then this past year, a year ago, he finally broke through and is a national champion. In the clubhouse where, where we compete, where we train, um, there is a mark in the ceiling right before the first bank of lights. So we're talking it's only I mean, 10, 15 feet away. When he was younger, when he was 10, 11 years old, he was shooting his compound and I mean, pulled back. And I mean, they, they say don't sky draw, and this is what he did. And the bow went off, and he put a, an arrow into the ceiling, and there's still a mark. We've painted the ceiling, but we've never patched that mark, and I hope they never do patch that mark. Because when people have a rough day, I love to point out that mark, and most of them know Brian. They know my son. I mean, he stands 6'2", wingspan of a gorilla, I, obviously one of the top shooters in the state. So people know him and in the club. And so when I reference, you know Brian, yeah, well, he's a national champion. I said, see that mark in the ceiling? Brian did that. And it just shows that you can start by hitting your ceiling and feeling, oh my goodness, this is crap. I just hit the ceiling. And then you stick with it. And eight years later, you're a national champion. And you can start with that first tournament out of a possible 600 points, getting your your 12, and then coming out and scoring 500 out of six 600. So don't ever beat yourself up. The other thing is comparing yourself to others. Um, you'll see that in different classes where it's like, oh, but he got this many points and she got that many points. And everything's different. Everything, it's relative to what they're doing. If you're shooting compound versus barebow versus an Olympic recurve or and you're you're running the 110 hurdles versus the 300 hurdles and, and things like that, you, you have to look at the, the variance in, in different activities. Um, I know there's a great uh, Instagram and Facebook page that I follow. Um, it's about a guy that he's he's protecting the people in the gym that other people shame. They'll say, oh, look at this person. He's only doing this. You'll see T-shirts that say, your squat is my bench. Okay, so someone out there who just got to the gym, maybe you're excited that you finally put a 45-pound plate on your bar for doing your squats and you're doing 135 pound squats and you're thrilled about it. And then you look over and I'm bragging that my bench press is 135 and you're only, which you don't want to do that. And I go to the gym and I'm squatting 225 pounds and I look over and the guy in the other machine is shoulder pressing 225 pounds. I look at it and I don't go, Oh geez, I'm weak. I'm like, wow, that's impressive and good for you. And I don't say that in a sarcastic way. That's, 
that's impressive to me to see people that can do stuff like that. I mean, I've had people that look at things that I do. Uh, one of the guys I shoot with, so shooting my compound on an NFAA target, I shot what would be considered a perfect 300. All right, so top score you can could shoot is a 300, but then inside there's an X ring. So if you get 360 X's, that's more perfect. The X's don't count. And unless there's a tie, and if two people shot 300, okay, now who has more X's? And I'm glad I shot the 300. I mean, this is three in a row for me, and I don't shoot my compound as much. Um, and my X count, I had to think I had 53 X's, so 53 out of 60. And it's good, and other guys are like, oh, it's great shooting, great shooting. Um, same thing, we compare ourselves to others. Um, I have a good friend of mine, his name's also Jason and also plays bass. So we kept in touch. Uh, we went to middle school together and we're just both musicians and bass players and whatnot. So he started going to the gym. So now he was a big guy. He was up over 300 pounds and he's gotten down to the point where, I mean, he's in the 200 pound mark, which for him is significant. I told him like, yeah, I'm in the gym. I got to lose weight. And I had hit 230 pounds at the time. I was what I refer to as a sloppy 235 pounds. And if you go on to my Instagram, uh, onto the Be Motivation Instagram, uh, I believe it might be on the Power Shift Mindset Instagram, you'll see a, a before and after picture. In both photos, I'm about 225 pounds. Now, the one where I'm with the soccer team and I'm in the yellow shirt, I mean, you'll see it. I mean, it looks like I'm ready to give birth. I mean, it's it's a it's all belly. Where now I'm sitting at 225 and people are shocked when I tell them that that's what I weigh. And I'm just going into like the reference when I'm talking to him, his comment to me was, why do you need to lose weight? You're not fat. I mean, so here's a big guy at 300 pounds saying, oh, you don't need to lose weight. And it's all, it's all relative to what you're doing. So again, when you're looking at your first, your first shot, your first attempt at attempt at something, don't beat yourself up. I mean, People hit the ceilings in the beginning, and then they do better. And you have to remember that we all have to have a starting point. And again, there are some people that just naturally come out of the gate doing really well. And, and that was an issue with Brian. I mean, right off the bat, he shot well. He still holds our state record at 10 yards, the Cub record on the NFAA side. Um, I believe he holds two of them. Uh, he holds the 10-yard cub and i believe the youth uh record as well might even be the young adult but um when he started he shot great first year we go and shoot nationals he was number six in the entire country in his age group now that was the youngest age group and he was the oldest person in the youngest age group or the one of the older ones the following year everything got better his scores got better. Average points per arrow got better. His technique, his form, everything was better. But now he's the little guy with in the next age group. Now he's the younger side of the age group. It's like being the big eighth grader and then being the little freshman. And so that, that type of thing. And his ranking went down to, I don't know, 27th in the country or something like that. So he was all distraught. He, and again, you're trying to explain this to an 11, 12 year old that, but you got better. Yeah, but last year I was six. Now I'm 27. That, how is that better? You have to explain it to him and you have to look around. And when you're doing stuff, whatever it is you're doing, this is, I mean, I, I know I keep referencing the archery, but whether it's sports, whether it's art, whether it's I mean, the efficiency on, on how quick you frame a house. 
and you're going to get that guy that's a 25, 30 year carpenter that's going to go up there and whack, 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 and the whole frame's up, and the next guy's still banging in the first two by four. And it's, you have to realize we all need to start somewhere. And in the case of the quick starters, usually there is that strength curve. You come out of the gate really quick, and it's like running, running that, that 400, that one lap around the track, and you sprint the first 100, and then you're, you're dying on and the second, third, and fourth 100 because you did everything so quick. And, and you're going to see that. You're going to get those people, and like Brian did, he did. I mean, he still gets better and better as he practices, but he came out so quick, eventually it kind of catches up to you. And then you're going to get the other ones that I mean, slowly make their, their progress and, and keep moving. And either way is good. I mean, there's going to be different ways to progress don't beat yourself up. Like I said, we have that ceiling and sometimes it feels like we hit the ceiling and we can't go any further. Like I said, go back and eight, nine years ago and almost 10 years ago and Brian literally hit the ceiling and now he's a national champion. And, and like I said, you look up 12 step plans and, and I know it's a completely different thing, but Dylan started with a 12 and now I mean, he, he's doing so much better than than the total 12 that he got in the beginning. So don't beat yourself up. Don't compare yourself to others. Uh, it's great to look at others and use it as incentives. But again, we're, we're all we're all different. We're all I mean, I can look at Brady at, and one of the top recurve shooters. And it's like, you know, as much as it would be nice. I know I'm not going to shoot a 900 in Vegas. He's the only person to ever do it with a recurve. And. I mean, some of the best of the best. I mean, the guys that are ranked in the top five now in the world haven't done that. It's been done once, and he's the only one to do it, and he hasn't done it since. So it's nice to compare yourself to others in terms of looking to say, oh, I want to be that good and, and, and keep having something to work on, but don't beat yourself up when you don't get there. And just remember, I, I hate the phrase, for your age, but at some type, it is the laws of physics for your age. Eventually things do change. Um, I used to run and all the time. And I was at one point, I was a sub 730 mile guy. I'd run and 730, 715s. I'd run a 5k at a 715 pace. Now, the other day I sprinted the last quarter mile just to get it under 12 minute miles for a 5k it was just a, a run on my own it wasn't a race I just went out for a three mile run purposely went 3.11 to do that 5k but as I'm coming around the last two turns coming home I was running at a 1203 pace and I pushed hard just to psychologically get it down to I don't know what I got it down to 1158 1157 but I don't beat myself up saying geez I used to be a 7.30, and now I, I can't even run an 11.30. I mean, I'm older. I'm 15 years older, even almost close to 20 years older to when I was running those those seven and a halfs. I've had the stent put in, and I've had other injuries here and there. Just keep moving. Keep moving forward. Um, one thing that I, I always like seeing is my father and, and my uncle, my uncle who, who passed last year, and stage four, prostate cancer it was in his bones and my father would always say I don't know how Jeffrey's out there playing the music and singing like that I mean he's 
got cancer in his bones. He's so weak and, and he's out there still doing this. And then my uncle, the one with the cancer, is looking at my father saying, I don't know how he's out there working on the fields and running those dogs. He's had four heart attacks, hip replacement, knee replacement. And they were so amazed by the other two, the or the other one, not giving up. And that's the thing. As long as you don't give up, I always say this all the time, you're not old until you give up. So again, once you hit that ceiling, that's not the end. We can hit the ceiling at any time and then continue and to become our own champion and keep moving forward and just keep working on yourself. Keep working. Use and use the resources you have, coaches and other people that can just and motivate you and support you and you're going to be successful. All right. So let's keep moving forward and I'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.